0: Good evening and welcome to another episode of Bar Study where we discuss love, law,
1: libations.
0: I'm your host, Shade Walker, a 3L at CUNY Law, and I'm accompanied by my lovely co-host, Shaniqua Parker, also known as Sha, also a 3L at
1: CUNY School of Law.
0: All right, welcome to another episode of the Bar Study Podcast. Tonight, our episode is entitled The Diaspora Wars. And for those of you who are not familiar with what the diaspora, the African diaspora is, it um, consists of the worldwide collection of communities descended from native sub-Saharan Africans, predominantly in the Americas, and some of the largest populations of black people outside of Africa um, are in Brazil, the United States, and in Haiti, I-A-T. Bop, bop, bop. and so we are joined um, by um, Shaniqua, your friendly co-host. Yes, we got Ansika in the building again. <laughs> Thank you for coming back, boo. <laughs> and then we have a lovely new addition, yes, Miss Ms. Teresa. Hi. <laughs> yes. Okay, so let's get into it, y'all. All right. So when I talk about the diaspora wars, I know one of the reasons me and Shaw like even. Friends. Our friends, as we had an orientation at law school, and they were trying to teach us about this racial bias, anti
1: oppression, um, you know, just being mindful of microaggressions. Basically, it was an anti oppression, anti racism perspective because CUNY is diverse. I will admit that there yeah. are a lot more brown and black faces at CUNY than your average law
0: school that is not
1: in HBC.
0: Most of the students are people of color. Even if they are not black, they're of color. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, so I had made a comment in the orientation and I said, you know, there's this like unspoken like hierarchy of blackness Mm -hmm. and um, that would be like, you know, continental Africans, Caribbean people and then African Americans. Unfortunately, um, they're at the bottom of this hierarchy and that you know a little troubling to me I mean I'm not saying that I agree with it but it's this unspoken um you know order to the mm-hmm. a
1: dynamic to it it's, yeah. it's, it's like there's hierarchy here in this country you know if you white you right mm-hmm. and then it goes down from there So mm-hmm. last is us The blacks. Mm -hmm. Let's be completely honest here. We're on the bottom of the total pole. And within our own culture, within the blacks, there is a hierarchy. And unfortunately, Mm -hmm. African-Americans tend to be on the bottom of the hierarchy Mm -hmm. for a number of reasons. Mm -hmm.
0: So I just want to go around and, you know, say your name and also say your background, ethnicity, and how you identify. So as y'all know, I'm Sade, and um, I am half African-American and half Jamaican. Are we
1: going to meet? Okay, I thought he was going to go around. Yeah, it counts clockwise.
0: (laughs) So I'm Shaniqua.
1: I'm born and raised here in America. My parents are both actually born and raised here in America. We can actually trace our ancestry to being sharecroppers, to slaves. So my family is actually from the South. South Carolina, Georgia, and New York. So when you think of African-American, I am the epitome of African-American. All I know is African-American.
2: Hmm. And. Teresa I'm Teresa I'm Nigerian American so my parents are both immigrants from Nigeria um I was born here in California um so i but I was raised American, but I still hold true to like my cultural practices
3: okay and hi Sika? I'm isika I'm Haitian American um so I lived in a subculture a Haitian culture and the American culture
0: okay so now that we got um everybody's you know cards laid out on the table I want to be direct and ask um you know is there some truth to what I'm saying you know you don't have to personally agree with it but like have you heard things like that before
2: I think growing up it was kind of made clear to me as an African like a And I'm going to speak bluntly, Mm -hmm. like, as a true African-American, and I hope that doesn't come off wrong, but, like, as an African who lives in America, um, like, my parents made sure to let me know, like, you're different. We always had that kind of conversation, like, you're African, you know, and and I kind of struggled with that growing up with them instilling this mindset in me, like, okay, those black people over there don't be doing what they be doing. You're African you Know we hold ourselves to a higher standard, and I always kind of felt like I didn't understand what that meant as a younger age, but I felt like it was very pretentious. Um, I and think you? you know, it is, <laughs> it is like it, it, it's kind of unfair to separate yourself from your community that you grow up from, and you know, and I think, um to, like, even go deeper into it, I think I kind of embraced what they told me when I felt like my black community didn't embrace mm-hmm. me. When they were calling me, like, a African booty scratcher and your family live in huts. So, I'm like, well, my mama yeah. told me not to mess with y'all anyway. Mm-hmm. So, right. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's, you know. that's very true. So, there was a lot of that in right. in, in elementary comments. school. right? Because um, anybody who's different, they're going to call you out on it. Because right. just like how your I I w- was witness to this African booty scratcher rhetoric. I Mm -hmm. heard people say stuff like that. And then like, um, you know, when I went to school, it was cool to be Jamaican. Everybody wanted to be Jamaican Mm -hmm. in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? Because that was like our golden era right there. We still winning. Bop, up, But, you know... (laughs) Like my daddy says, y'all are taking Jamaican jobs. We'll get into that in a second. We'll get into that in a second. With that Afro beats,
3: y'all taking jobs.
1: Also, Jamaicans
3: are not winning. I live on East Flappers. I go to the parade every year, and the Haitians always take over the parade. (laughs) (laughs) The Caribbean Day Parade. The Haitians (laughs) do
0: roll deep, though. Like, I'm not going to pray... My daddy would say, and you know, Jamaicans and Haitians have a rivalry. Not some, mm. we got beef really? right no, there. It's, a, beef. <laughs> it's wow. a whole, it's a thing. It's like a Dominican and Puerto Ricans don't really? get along. <laughs> Haitians and Jamaicans don't get along. I like I, I was to told, don't let Haitian boys touch you. <laughs> I was told that my, you know, my daddy has his little rhetoric. He be saying all types of really? stuff. I don't agree with it, um, but yeah, like we all have, we you know, we all have pride in where we're from in our culture in our history. Yeah. And so we always going to have a belief that I'm better than the next yeah, one. Like yeah, yeah. I mean that's human nature. Right. I don't see so I don't think
1: that I'm better than the next. It's just I feel like that my people as blacks from America are entitled to some respect.
0: I was there. put some respect everyone. on my name. From everyone. From everyone. I say
1: we read the man and respect from everyone because, true story, this country was built on our backs. Yes. P, we were slaves because no one wanted to do their manual labor. Nobody wanted to raise their children. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted to do the work. And so right. they made us do the work. And so we actually, we've gone through the steps of being treated as less than so that when other people come over here, they're not necessarily immediately treated as less than because we had to fight. Yeah, we paid And we the still, to this day, are kind of... Don't ask okay, from every I get direction. But the, right. the, the messed up part about it for us is that as much as we struggle here in this country, as people who are born and raised here, mm-hmm. as people who can say, I am American, I'm just as American as you. And to have someone who's also American say, go back where you came from, I came from here. Right. And so to have other people come and say, well, you in the situation that you in because you are in. Because I've had situations in which immigrants and people who were not African American was like, well, y'all put yourselves in this situation. I'm like, oh, hold up, homie. Right. My people didn't ask to come here because right. he was like, give me freedom or give me death before we got over here to do this. I, way. I do
0: want to back up what, what you just said, real quick, because this is love, law, and libations. And so, really quick, I do want to talk about the Reconstruction Amendments and that's the 13th amendment the 14th amendment and the 15th amendment yeah. and let's back that shit up with some receipts so i came with receipts yeah okay. are we exploring a can the nigga vote phrase no we're not getting that deep that's a little too deep we're not going to relive um uh, uh ledp no we're not going to do that we're not going to do that today not add, constitutional
3: I wanna law i want to add something well um, go ahead you said that the country was built on black americans back correct right? i mm. want to Remind listeners that Haitians fought in many revolutions in America, including New Orleans. I just want to add that. Oh! Oh, I get the okay. yeah. because y'all guys fought for your
1: independence while we were just sitting here. You know, y'all did take that it. shit. Y'all took
0: that shit. Y'all was finna like, do this and was I was give that, that was for that. that in like nineteen
3: oh one? I think so. Yeah,
0: nineteen oh one while we were still sitting over here in nineteen sixties talking about yeah, So y'all did take y'all shit. I'll give y'all credit where Her credit is due. No, I'm not
3: Sorry, speaking can't. of Haiti. So no, no, I'm I'm no. No. speaking of New They went to New Orleans, Venezuela. Right. But I'm also giving
0: you the props that you were the first free black nation. Yes, the first black republic in the Caribbean. Yeah, 1901. (laughs) Okay, so, yeah, see, I know about the 13th Amendment. And so, you know, basically, um, that essentially, it it, it lets you know that slavery was abolished. But if you really, like, pay attention carefully um, to the language that's in the 13th Amendment, um, you would understand better so basically um the 13th amendment um provides that neither slavery nor involuntary servitude except as a punishment for crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted shall Exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. So be very clear that slavery was abolished. However, if you were convicted of a crime, Mm. then... Sometimes you weren't even convicted of a crime. You were
1: suspected of committing a crime as a person who was considered black. Essentially, slavery wasn't abolished. It was just legally sanctioned as
0: crime and punishment. Mm -hmm. Mm. And that was in, um, you know, 1865. All right. Then the 14th Amendment... Um, which talks about the equal protections of the law, that portion of the the 14th Amendment, that is used and applied in so many fundamental Supreme Court cases. Mm -hmm. And that's an amendment that was created for Blacks. That 14th Amendment is what gave us our citizenship because prior to the 14th Amendment, we were considered three-fifths of a person. Right. And poverty. Right. So remember, all of that, Putting in that work, fighting for rights, and all those things like that. People, immigrants from any country that come to the United States, they can enjoy. Um, some of the privileges and stuff that we fought for to be recognized as human beings. We were three-fifths of a person. So that means if you came from Africa, you would be three-fifths of a person, too. If you came from Haiti, you would have been three-fifths of a person, too, had it not been for this 14th Amendment saying that if you were born in the United States, it was making black people um, citizens. That's what it did. It gave us our citizenship. Because before that... And and a lot of a lot of landmark cases, um, sorry to cut you off, Sha, I'm gonna give it right back to you. But the Brown versus Board of Education that was based off of racial discrimination and they used the equal protection of the laws. They used that phrase from the fourteenth amendment. They also used um in Roe versus Wave, that was, you know, about the abortion rights. Again, mm-hmm. they relied on equal protection of the law. They have re- re- Use that phrase when you talk about the Bush v. Gore, like election recounts. When you talk about Reed versus Reed, when you talk about gender discrimination, we talk about University of California versus Baki, which is um, racial quotas in education, and so many more cases. They use the language from the Fourteenth Amendment to say, "Hey, equal protection under the law."
1: Mm-hmm. Let me just add to you how important that Fourteenth Amendment was, because prior to that, we have Dred Scott, who attempted to fight for his freedom, was told, "You can't even sue in this court because you're." Not a citizen, right? So it's just for us to the dynamic and the fights that we have among our skin mm-hmm. folk is kind of upsetting. Yeah, and, and I- it's just we just want to have this conversation
0: so that you guys understand that we're skin folk. We may not always be kin folk, mm-hmm. but we are skin folk. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. just quickly, and I'm going to get off of the off the law part and get back into our conversation, but I just wanted, like I said, to lay down that foundation so that we understand when black Americans say we paved the way, like we were the ones that had to go through that before there was a large or influx of other black immigrants coming into the country. And Europeans. Right, and Europeans. Before all of that large influx, it was literally just the colonizers Mm -hmm. and African slaves. They had killed off all the damn Native Americans, most Mm -hmm. of them. So it was just us, yeah, on your us list. slaves, and the white people, and it was these laws that were put in place to protect us that gives a lot of people the privileges that they have today. Even like remember, law. like that sign when you think about like the the Jim Crow, and you think about that sign that says for whites only, mm-hmm. and then you see the sign that says colored. Like, sorry, but if you was Hispanic, you would have to drink there too. If mm-hmm. you was Asian, you would have to drink at that colored mm-hmm. fountain too. Like all Wait, of the- at that time, if you was Italian. You You had to to drink. If you was Irish, you had to drink at that color fountain, too. You know what I mean? If so, uh, if you were Jewish, you had to drink at that color fountain, too. So a lot of the privileges that people enjoy today, I just want to say, America's paved the way now.
3: I want to go back. (laughs) Um, The revolution ended in 1804. So I just want to make that correction. For people to know. All right. It began in 1791 and ended in 1804. Okay. Okay. And then, again, Haitians helped with a lot of revolutions throughout the Americas, including New Orleans, Venezuela, and others that I can't think of right now. Okay? Okay? Yes. So, um, I want to get back to the
0: conversation of have we been installed with, like, certain values from maybe our family, maybe not your family, Mm -hmm. maybe, like, friends of the family, maybe just other people, like, from your ethnic or cultural background that kind of preach that rhetoric of... African Americans like being at the bottom, I know Teresa, you explained like right. your experience a little, but I wanted to know like in Sika, like what was were you told that like to stay away from African Americans that they're bad
3: um some people would say that in the Haitian community, and the reason why they would say that because of the bad experiences they had with with black Americans mm-hmm. so there was a, a large influx of Haitians moving to New York that was the first place in the eighties mm. Mm-hmm. So at that time, Haitians had allegedly AIDS, practiced voodoo, and Haitians felt discriminated against, just like Teresa said, African booty scratcher. So I just want to say that yes, Black Americans did pave the way, but they weren't the nicest people mm-hmm. to their immigrants, their, immig- their Black immigrants. They Mm -hmm. were not inviting Mm neither. And there were a lot of programs that were offered for black Americans and didn't take advantage of those programs. And as you guys said, we have the same complexion. So, yes, those immigrants were able to take advantage of the program because of black Americans. Mm -hmm. Why? Because the white man does not know the difference. They just see the the complexion. Mm -hmm. So my question is... Why did these black immigrants come to the country, as you guys said, black Americans paved the way and took advantage of many of the programs, education, housing, etc.? Well, not all of us. I'm not going say all. Well, I can speak for
1: me and my people, for example. So, I grew up in Flatbush. I grew up in a very large Caribbean-American Community. So I grew up right there on Ditmas and 22nd. So there's Haitians, there's Jamaicans and there's a small group of African-Americans. We were a minority on that block. One of the things that we've noticed was the same way as there were stereotypes per se from us reflecting on the immigrants. It was the same way. You guys are drug addicts. You guys are drug dealers. Y'all don't respect your country. This country never respected us. So it's real easy to come in when you're getting your information from the media that hates this country. It's really easy. And so that dynamic came in because both sides came into this game with their own ideas. So we come in upset because y'all come over here, y'all able, y'all take the jobs we're not going to take. Not going to lie. I'm not taking no McDonald's job. My ancestors worked really hard and you expected me to take this job so I take this. That's part of the thing. Right. I don't think that... Is not spoken about. It's not that African-Americans are arrogant. It's not that we're not going to do it. What's not spoken is a lot of the times the things that we are given in this country is given to us to shut us the fuck up.
2: Right. I think that also something that I noticed that may be different in our experience is... I remember my dad and mom always tell me the same story. My dad came here from Nigeria at the age of 19. He got a scholarship to go to school in Arkansas. Ain't nobody trying to go to Arkansas. (laughs) Thank you. He wasn't trying to go to Arkansas. But to him, it wasn't about um, white people. It wasn't about like America and racism it was about I need to get in where I can get in and then when I get in I'm gonna do my best and get to where I gotta go and I think that a lot of times like this isn't my personal view but like I think that a lot of times with African Amer- the difference between African Americans and um, black immigrants is that w- black immigrants we just want to get we just going like we not we're not even sometimes we're not even thinking really about racism and colonizer we just like yo I need to go get this education. I need to go get this job. Sometimes the thoughts of colonizer, slavery, which is rightfully so to be in the back of your mind, can hinder the desire, not necessarily the desire, but the, like, the push to just keep it moving. Mm-hmm. If you keep holding on to that idea that like, the white man is out to get me, the white man is out to get me, you gonna be sitting there and still saying the white man's out to get you. If you're like, okay, the white man's out to get me, but nonetheless, I came from Africa, I got some kids that need a better future, I'm not even, like, when that's your mindset versus the white man, when it's about generational, like, you know, wealth and building up generations, those two things differ. And I think that's why sometimes black American, black immigrants seem like they're moving further. It's because their mindset is a little bit different. Does that, you, like, I get what you saying? I get what
1: you're saying. I I get get what I mean, so, for example, when I grew up in Flatbush, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, and there was a lot of moms who worked. So they kind of looked down on my mom, and she was like, well, excuse me All right, for sure. being able to stay at home while this man go out there and huffle and buffle. Um, but we was also dealing with stuff at home that they weren't dealing with. My, my dad was a, a crack addict, so we're dealing with him being a functional crack addict. And so while you're sitting there... Uh, you guys don't fight for what's given to you. The idea, like, there was real conversations we had with the neighbors. They was like, you just don't respect what you're given." I said, like, that's the that's the difference. Our backgrounds are different. When you come from a country that may be impoverished, or you come from a country that doesn't have the opportunities that we have here, and then you're like, well, you guys don't. Nah, we end up, it comes to a point because there's underhanded discrimination in that. And so quotas. One of the cases we mm-hmm. was looking at, there was quotas for racial. We experienced that before you guys came here, so we're a little disheartened to what this nation offers. I, yeah. I think that's part of it as well. Yeah. As African-Americans, we're a little disheartened and distrusting. Distrusting of right. this government. And so while they do offer those services, we're like, nah, son. you can, you can coming be, in. I deserve more.
0: Yeah. Right. I feel like, to the point that Teresa was making, I feel like sometimes you're coming in a little bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, oh, like, this is America, I finally made it here, and you're hitting the ground and you're running. Right. Whereas not to make an excuse but no, the know. mental state and um just you're just already so beaten up and like mm-hmm. so tired mm-hmm. of like running this rat race and it's it's hard because like i said you're coming in bright eye and bushy tail and I, I am thinking about this person is out to get me I am thinking like this bitch is looking at me funny like I'm think I have to exist right. in this skin in this country like every fucking day yeah. and it's exhausting like even though I don't make excuses I'm, I am a third year law student I work at a law firm like but I deal with that every single day there's things that go through my mind and play through my mind I am so hypersensitive mm-hmm. and hyper aware of things right. that I don't think other people like even pay attention to like they just be living their life and like for me I constantly like I have to tell myself like Shade like just turn your brain off and stop thinking about like what other people say
2: was, was that Were they yeah, to me because I was black?
0: Mm-hmm. black? Like, just being in class and, like, having to deal with this white boy sitting over here to think he know every fucking thing. We sitting in the same fucking class. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. who's arguing with the teacher? Like, the right. teacher has a degree. You don't have... Like, it's, it's all these things at play. Right. And, you know, i also confidence. Confidence. I, mean, I, I just want
1: to... Today, as I'm walking here to do this podcast with y'all, right? So, you know, Brooklyn Law School's around the corner. Mm-hmm. So, I'm walking, minding my business, listening to music, and I hear a guy of the Cajun Persuasion talking. He was like, Yeah, it's so much easier to negotiate with smart people. I was like, Dude, this is why I can't stay in law school. How do you know that the person is smart? How do you, When you're negotiating, as we learn in law, mm-hmm. everybody comes in with their preconceived notions. Right. Everybody comes in with what guides them, like what may be important to me may not be important to you. Yeah. How is it that you're so privileged to say, it's so much easier to negotiate with smart people. It's so much easier to negotiate with smart people. How privileged is that? Which is the same as us saying it's so much easier to work with. And I've had somebody say that. I prefer to work with Jamaicans. They're hard workers. I was like, well... I just braided your well, well,
0: you know, to <laughs> be fair, though, my daddy said, if I you were Jamaican, you got
2: tree jobs. You for off tree right. jobs <laughs> to be a real Jamaican. <laughs> you think it goes back to what you said about that sense of, like, arrogance, that sense of, like, entitlement as an African-American that has been here feeling like I don't I don't want to have to work three jobs. I want to have to get the one job, rightfully so, because you're mm-hmm. qualified, mm-hmm, you're absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, th- I get what you're saying, absolutely. and I mm-hmm. definitely agree. We should be able to be compensated based on our merits, based on mm-hmm. our character and mm-hmm. things like that, not judged because of our skin color. But unfortunately, that's the case. So I think that's another thing is, like, immigrants, we just, like... Okay, well, you're not gonna give me one job. Well, I'm gonna get at least four more. You're not gonna. It's 24 hours in a day. You're not gonna mess up my money. You know, I don't care if you try to stop me. Like, I can't be stopped. I think that's also like a sense of the.
0: And then, like, just getting here, you already fucking won. That's like half the fucking battle. Like, being able to get your visa, being able to get your paperwork together, being able to afford it, being able to afford your flight. All those things, like. It's, it's instilling a sense of confidence you're like i'm like you feel like i mama i made it like just right. just because you're able to get here You feel like, I got the fucking golden ticket and Willie fucking Wonka. You running around, you fucking happy. When you find out the news that you able to come to the United States, like, you know what I'm saying? Versus a person that's here and your spirit is broken because society and the way that they do things is designed to break your spirit. There are certain things that people will do to you and it's to fucking break you. When you are broken... Right. Then it's like, you know, it, like I said, I was saying, like confidence. Right. Like sometimes I'll be in class and like, I'll be like, the answer is, but I don't raise my hand. Like, i be oh, I know the answer, but I don't raise my hand. Because you don't want to talk
2: that a, cocky black. Or, no, oh, no, or have I'm, eyes on I'm, me. I'm the one. Or what if i wrong? Answer.
0: Or just second right. guessing that myself. to be
2: like, she don't know what she, why she even. The, here. When
0: I tell you, when we raise our hand and we speak in class, the whole fucking class, 60 people turn around and look at us. Right, you have the to make whole sure that you're class. extra
2: articulate, that you use some of your best vocabulary. Mm-hmm. And I, I, speak use- I will Italy.
0: Google Thank- shit before I say it.
1: My point comes <laughs> out and I, I speak in a way that's very relatable and, I think, and I, I'm thankful that I grew up in Brooklyn and I grew up as an 80s kid because I'm able to speak in a way yes the hood comes out yes I speak in very common language but one thing I've gotten from everyone is that I'm relatable and I don't speak to them in a condescending tone like I speak to them where they're at and right. I think that's important The uh, what ends up happening is that we end up clashing with each other you shouldn't say things like that first of all black people in America say aura no I do not know why but we be like I'm at starra mm-hmm. S-T-A-R-a. I I don't know why and it drives fucking crazy mm-hmm. but we do it I
3: don't I've been know. told
0: before that the, um, this doctor, he was like, I used to schedule um, court appearances for like doctors to be expert witnesses. And I remember this doctor and I was like, he said, I don't speak to people who say ax. It's ask. And I would not take his phone calls, girl. I remember one day <laughs> my coworker was out sick and he called and called and called and called and, called and I did not pick up that phone.
2: Because he, he,
0: he said he don't speak to people that say ax. And so, so you help. will not speak to me, sir. Right. But it's just like little condescending shit. Right. Like, and, and yeah, maybe there is a sense of but, hypersensitivity. Yeah, and I, and I it's hypersensitivity. I'm not going to lie, but it's a reason why I am this way. I'm reacting right. to had. And another thing that y'all have to understand, too, is you come from a nation of black people. Even if it's poor, even if it's corrupt, black people have power. You have you you're coming from a place where you see black people in roles of leadership, you see black okay. people doing all these things. Where we're coming from, we don't see black people doing all those we things. We just got our first black president and America's not gonna do that again. Trust and believe
1: you know, I never, just wanna
3: remind people, mm-hmm. we're first generation Americans. We didn't grow up in a black No, country. I understand, but okay. you
0: have this uh, sense of this pride sense of or pride. confidence that's gonna be instilled in you, in you from your parents.
2: Okay or, whom, or
0: whomever is whomever you looked up to whomever was your caregiver whatever the case may be there's a lack of generational trauma
1: with you guys. That's, that's Whoa, one of the main look, things. I I that. Well, I would put it like this. That's uh, different. The it's a trauma different that we have here is linked to us being American. And so how we display that sometimes come off as like, y'all don't understand. But it's it's really something generational. And it's trauma that comes out consistently. I know that you guys have the trauma as well.
2: Right. Um, we but one of the things... We like come from slavery. nations of, like, intense, intense poverty. Like, mm-hmm. Nigeria is very, like... The people that are so poor... Um, and the holistic. government is so corrupt that, like, it was like. I mean, I don't. My parents at the time they wanted to come to America, but who? Look at America. <laughs> America ain't great. It's like, not. It's not. It's not. So it's very difficult. Yeah. So I don't. They're like. We had to have pride, just like mm-hmm. black people. We had to make our HBCUs. We had to, you know, find ways to to make it through. All mm-hmm. of us had mm-hmm. the same thing. And I know that this may...
0: Some people may not agree with this, but every time that black people in America have ascended to some type of greatness... With, like, Oklahoma and them just coming through, like, Black Wall Street and just bombing that bitch. Uh-huh. And then, like, you talking about, like, all of our leaders, they all end up dead. All our civil rights yeah, leaders yeah. have been killed. Or yeah. right. the
3: government. Right, and the government. Right, and. Exactly. But like the American government has done it to the Caribbean and Latin America. Oh, it's done it to the, the, the world. world. Yes, yes. The they'll government. go to the
0: whole country and fuck it up. Like, America is notorious for going to another nation, destabilizing that nation, and then turning around and pointing the finger. And saying, in look instant. how fucked up y'all are. And you need us for Yeah, no. you need us. Let us come Man, in after we
2: done did that, the coup. after you did what
0: what yeah. you done did. Yeah. So, so I get it, but it's also a sense of your oppressors left. Oppressors, Our oppressors never
3: left. They they never left. We have um um there are white people bank. ruling Haiti. We have mulattoes ruling Haiti. Okay? Um the American government is all is has infiltrated in the Caribbean and Latin America, imperialism all over throughout the world. Mm-hmm. The white man has never left any of the countries that they really colonized. You borrow money from them. Mm-hmm. Brazil is one of the countries that paid off the World Bank. Mm-hmm. In Latin America, that's a huge, huge thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of these countries owe a lot of money she to make their pays. colonizers. Yeah, Jamaica Japan. has
0: China. China has come up and bought all of Jamaica, buying all of Africa. But so I understand I don't, what I don't you're I don't know saying. If
3: Jamaica has borrowed money from Chinese banks. I think no, Jamaica, but they're,
0: they're coming and buying yeah. the land.
3: Well, China, but they do pay money to Britain as
0: whatever was, yeah. World like, I mean, listen, if you speak French. You were colonized by the French and you are paying the French. And that is why France is still a superpower because of all the money they collect from their colonies. And it's the same thing if you speak English, then you are paying the English. And England is um, such a great power and and has economic power because... You're paying them. I mean, that's just how it is. No, they're
1: literally raping these countries. Yeah, they are. So I get what you're saying,
0: Sika, but I'm talking about as in what is your population? Like, do you have a white population?
3: Not no I, well, I don't want to say no but it's very small Right, it was and you don't so see what about Nigeria
2: either. you don't see you it's not like South Africa right. where you see, see them that. as your neighbor I get that yeah. so you can kind of rebuild and restabilize a little bit but not to the extent that you're and opinion. I get that I guess that black Americans couldn't really have the opportunity to restabilize rebuild and build a new sense of pride because you still have to see the people that enslaved you Well, that yeah, don't, don't step not that, outside your neighborhood don't step time.
3: outside no, your neighborhood. I, I, I disagree. Black Americans had many intellectual movements. You yes. guys had the Harlem Renaissance, Renaissance. Harlem Renaissance. Um, you guys had Black is Beautiful, Natural Hair Movement. Right. But black what happened color, to? But color. what happened the to Harlem? The government though? came in. What into is the Harlem black like? Politics. I mean, mm-hmm.
0: prior, prior to, like gen- prior North to North gentrification. North. Yeah. How, what was Harlem like they pumped a lot of fucking right. drugs into that's what I'm trying to say when anytime black people have an uprising and try to do good for themselves the white man doesn't like to see that yeah. and like to see to the you're day. competing economically with them you're being self-sufficient and they will pump drugs into your communities and they will come in and it will beat you down so as the minute you try to rise up no, they will come in and no, not, oh, not have it
3: had a lot of intellectual movements so. So. At life, we and right and what happens after them like what happened
0: after black wall street it was bombed what happened after the holland renaissance mm-hmm. they pumped that's what i'm trying to say anytime you have this resurgence or a, a spike or some type of greatness they will come in and fuck and that shit which up which means our
1: people end up leaving josephine baker left James Baldwin left. To Europe. Tina Turner left. They will leave to go to Europe. And so when they leave, they they take part of our culture and such with them when mm. they leave. Because this country doesn't... For you to provide entertainment that people love, and then they won't let you perform in the club simply because of the color of your skin. But it's okay when we shuck it in Java for your entertainment. Mm-hmm.
2: For y'all. Yeah,
1: but when it's now, we you got to pay us for this art. Now it's a problem. So no, we're going to go where they're going to appreciate mm-hmm. us. And it's, it's kind of fucked up. But the reality is that it's not just America. This whole world just takes everything from black culture. The entire world. Definitely.
0: And also just to like, a topic I know that, I mean, I feel like I've... And Sika and I have had this conversation so many times on the side. <laughs> but let's go there. Mm.
3: Let's <laughs> go there.
1: Can I have some psycho? Yeah, she Yes, you ba- yes That's this is so-
0: Love Law and Wait, my baby. We're gonna refill.
1: So if you hear some cups filling, fill right. fizzle, fizzle, fizzle your cups. Fill fizzle your up. Fizzle, cup up. My like to zip it. Oh
2: god. She's all right. We'll get you some tissue. She's
0: she the tissue queen. She
1: got the tissue right. girl. We'll Listen, y'all, if you go going to spend the five cent for that whole food bag, you get all the fork, spoon, knives, and tissue, mayonnaise, ketchup, and mustard you may need.
0: Want one of these? Okay. So, yes. Okay. I always try to make this argument. And I'm not making excuses because, listen, I try to help and reach out to the babies because they're young, they're impressionable, and that's who I'm going to spend my energy with, the babies. Okay? Um, Thank
2: you.
0: But I always say you have to look at um, who founded this country, um, who made the laws in said country, um, and they are going to design them in a way in which they remain in power. I mean, if you were in power, you would want to make sure you stay in power and you would create a structure to ensure that you do. And I want to talk about growing up in the projects and growing up in the projects. That's an environment where you are set up to fail. There's. People who can make it out. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying that there is an excuse there. People come from horrible conditions. I've heard people speak and I was like, oh my God, like you're an amazing person because you went through so much adversity. And those are the people that I'm drawn to. I've heard stories from people who had crackheads for parents and look at where they are today. They didn't use it as an excuse. Mm -hmm. But what I'm trying to say is the average person is not going to make it out and Sika makes a note a lot of times about programs about opportunities that yes many people do not take Mm -hmm. advantage of however it is not designed for every person to benefit from said program because there are only but so many seats available there's only but so many scholarships available so everybody in the projects ain't gonna get it and get out and go to college and make something of themselves. also society is not set up for that because everybody cannot be a doctor lawyer and engineer because who the fuck gonna make my food Right. you nice know job. what I'm saying? So it's it's not made for that. You know what I mean? I mean, this this the this but the blue collar jobs, right, right? But but having police in your neighborhood with the floodlights, just walking, you could be a good kid, not somebody who's looking for trouble. But they can't tell the difference between the good kid who's going on his way to school and the and the fucking troublemaker. To example, them, we all look alike. They and so you're set difference. up for failure. They can't tell
1: the just difference living you. there.
2: Right.
0: With, that, with the mother who told you,
1: you know, we're African. Mm-hmm. We are hell to our highest. Yeah, the they, don't, they can't tell the between me her. and just... who or me whose kid is actually who's really from these projects. And be like, what, son? They can't tell
0: the difference. Mm. They can't tell the difference between my bougie ass from Queens. Girl, I don't <laughs> want nobody to fucking touch me. Don't touch me, bitch. So, you know, they can't tell me the difference. If I Listen, they don't give a fuck. And that's what I'm trying to say. I'm just all I'm saying is. I like numbers. I like statistics. These are high crime areas as the police love to say. Comp stat. You've got police everywhere. But they've got always right. And so what I'm trying to explain to you is if you're coming from that environment, you are operating at a deficit. The odds are against you Mm -hmm. and you typically will not succeed. I'm not saying that it's impossible. I'm not saying that you should therefore do nothing, be complacent, and just relish. In that shit, but because you are already, have You're been there. already there. A lot You're of people have there. young ass motherfuckers who are babies raising babies. You got that shit going on. So, how the fuck so is, that, that are you going to expect good parenting from a 16 year
1: old? Okay, Actually, you can. Let's be real. Because some 16 year olds can be better parents than whole the does. But go ahead and seek it because you had a whole goal. Go no, ahead. No, no, i see seen them faces.
3: No, no, that doesn't happen in Nigeria. You don't have. um children living in impoverished areas and then okay i just (laughs) do you
0: have a high police presence there well, the police, the police are the
2: situation in are Nigeria is completely different. Yeah. Like, they are they will, shooting black people in the streets? They're not shooting
3: people. But will, mean, they, they, that's something they, different. That's the American thing. There's but no they pop- indoctrinate your children to be children rebels if you don't agree with the government. Yeah, it's a it's a completely that happens different all situation.
2: over Africa.
3: No jail. It's just you just die. You but the die. children are
1: empowered to learn. I know there's a negative to that, but they are empowered to learn how to protect themselves in a sense. If they, the
3: I, I know it's rebels, messed up. Yes, I know it's messed up. Yes, but, but in a sense, yes. Basically, the rebels will come into your house, and if they say you join us, you don't join us, you're dead. Yeah, they kill the parents in front of you. They train you to kill everyone else, and some of these kids have come to America, and they have taken advantage of the things here in the United States of America. And if these people, the children soldiers. As, yeah, as teenagers. Also, there's international
1: programs that are not available to us as Americans. So let me just remind that yes. this goes out. Because, so what ends up happening is sometimes, like for example, when you go to apply for a scholarship, mm-hmm. there are scholarships that go out to those who may be from another country, who may be yeah. from here, who may be from here. So keep in mind that when we all apply for a scholarship, for example, it's a scholarship for a student who's black. Mm-hmm. That means, so when you say that we don't apply for these things, keep in mind, if you went to, if you, let's say they consider your education slightly higher than homeboy who went to the horrible school in Chicago, mm-hmm. despite the fact you came from Africa. They'll choose that person. So it's not that they didn't try, it's just that also there's things that go on
3: behind the scenes that we don't see. Right, the now, some, some of these, Some of these kids didn't go to high school because they were children rebels. And this is also in uh throughout is it North Sudan? Yeah, a North, lot of the northern. Yeah, African, African and, Somalia we yeah. have a large Somali community I believe it's Michigan, but I would have to Google it, and these people are thriving. Okay, they came here young. Um, Somalia didn't have a government since 1991. They right. all know of, only the thing they know about is war. War and yeah. war. When we they say, come here, though, do they come with support? Are there, for example... Some of them come here
2: with no parents. A lot of, the a lot of young kids from African countries are escaped Like, uh, refugees. They're escaping, mm-hmm. like, horrible conditions. Horrible. I mean, but I think it's not necessarily in the sense of, like, let's compare each other's struggles. Yeah, because mm-hmm. which, I, which I hate that, like, as black people a that Olympics. we do. Struggle Olympics frustrates me so much. <laughs> no, no. I was just
3: referring to what Shade was saying right. about the projects being
0: I can't be, speak to anybody. I can only speak
3: to my experience. I know and I'm explaining, right? That the living in the projects, I'm sure it's not easy. It has a lot of challenges. However, there are opportunities for people living there. And I oh. used you know, I grew up in Florida. If you were if you were in um, okay, if I'm a child rebel in Somalia, can I go apply for food stamps? <laughs> No, I'm just asking. Can no, I? No, you can't. Apologize. Okay, well, wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Actually,
1: yes, uh, if you came over here as, as on the asylum and you're a child and you're in need of these things, there are...
0: Yes, there, you the can. Once you grant an asylum, yes, you can. No,
3: I'm speaking when once... Yes, in Somalia. Oh, can you oh, no. get assistance? Oh, well, that is the I don't know. I don't think do so. so you you
2: as a child, like, who's trying to escape as a refugee? You don't have people, I people don't even have free
0: education in other countries. Okay, and that's what I'm talking about is the You have access to
2: public school. You have a D the public or school
1: a education system in New York City in particular is trash. And as a product of the public school system of New York City, I can tell you that it's trash. So then why aren't we protesting? We, we are protesting. That's if, not going to do
0: nothing. He's going to do something. I would like to be, I have uh, political aspirations one day, and I would like to be a legislator. Legislation, that's how you make a difference. When you it write is. a law, when you pass a bill, when you say this is what's going to change. These right. are the new rules. These are the new regulations. No protest. Protest don't do shit. You're, you're, calls it. You're, it brings attention to it, but that's all it, it so that's all it about
3: does. That's all it does. Things are going to work you actually put in the work. No, you're going to need to do more than that. You would have to teach this community about education and wanting to be educated. Now, well, I, you have, you I have, have to give them faith in the education. Wait, wait, wait. System. Well, but on. then that's the idea that people don't have it. And
1: that's that. Uh, that's my frustration right there. Because the idea is people come from other countries and come and say, but well, y'all don't have the no motivation.
0: Or y'all giving all They're, of this. And y'all don't a do blanket. it. Blankets. It's that, a very that's blanket statement. State because, because I remember Okay, well, this is Sha. Sha's from Brownsville. She's from, I am the, project. from the project.
1: She's the a third year law school. I have three degrees. I have three kids. I was a teen mom. So when somebody says there's people in the projects don't do it, let me explain to you something about the projects. The projects initially wasn't even for us. It was for municipal workers. And in nineteen sixty when white flight happened, white America, white in browns in particular was nothing but Jews, Italians, Polish and Whites. The three little black families moved in, swear to God in 1960, White Flight happened like that. And guess what? Mm-hmm. When all the municipal workers moved to Long Island, the projects had nobody in it. So guess what? Now we can apply, and now they don't make the repairs. Now they don't do this. Yeah. If it was white municipal workers in NYCHA like the plan was, there wouldn't be no heat and hot water for months. There wouldn't be any of that. The dynamic changed because that was their plan. NYCHA, particularly in Brownsville, Brownsville has the highest percentage of projects. Mm-hmm. The highest percentage of projects. So you would think that all the matter automatically be out there not doing nothing. Do you know that people continue to this day to speak badly about Brownsville? Yeah. And Brownsville's of the the only communities I know that help themselves. People come mm-hmm. in like, go out there and get shot. Brownsville has five to six nonprofits. We built up ourselves to support our mm-hmm. people. We have a community garden we did to support ourselves. We go out there. We have tenant associations. They don't report that. But when I'm on Facebook mm-hmm. and people pop up, it's, mm-hmm. nothing but, it's nothing but projects in
0: Brownsville. Mm-hmm. People, I, people I argue. believe the rhetoric. Because let me if tell that, you something. If,
3: Nobody... Go ahead. Say what no, you saying. No, for me, if you are a hard worker, I respect it. If if the projects are coming up with organizations by themselves and assisting one another, I support it. We have to. What I don't support is saying that this country does not does not give you opportunities. I am an American. This country gave me many opportunities. No, I hear what
0: you're saying, but I feel like we all make a generalization. The same way that we sit here and we generalize and we say yeah. all Africans live in huts. Right. That's not how all Africans I don't know. are I watched living. I watch a lot of African People shows. People say all Haitians are bad. They're doing voodoo. Yeah. They're poor. Like. That's not how all Haitians yeah. are you living.
3: 80% of Haitians do practice voodoo, but and that's okay. But
0: there's 20% that
1: don't. You see what I'm saying? But how can I not be people- doing something that's cultural, because guess what? If you practice voodoo, the same can be said about us Christians... I'm sorry, because I'm not a Christian. Those Christians that believe in Jesus, have you seen Jesus? So if you're going to get on them about practicing something spiritual with their answers, because it's spiritual. They're
2: speaking to spirits. Y'all pray to a white man you ain't (laughs) never seen. I think that true unity in that Mm -hmm. black community, black immigrants, Mm -hmm. African Americans can't start until we choose to let go. Of those stereotypes. That exactly. Mean, that honestly, probably the white, I hate being that, but the white man put on us like. Yeah, because we believe that, it because you turn yes. on the TV
0: and you watch the news right. and you believe it. And so, right. and you, you have this. You into have your some, brain. Right.
2: Even though you say you don't. You do a little. Right. You know what I'm they saying? The from the barrel mentality it's so, yes. it's so real amongst the black community. And it makes me so sad to see that yeah. I can be in the same law school class with you and hear that you're at the top of your class. And I feel threatened instead of feeling proud mm-hmm. that somebody from that looks like me is succeeding. Mm-hmm. Why is it that when one of us is succeeding, especially as women, when one of us is, su- is succeeding? We, we are said, women. Yeah, we see that as competition versus as while wow, we're all winning let me let me get off. close to her and see how we can collaborate mm-hmm. and all be at the top and not them all at the bottom mm-hmm. because there's an idea at least I know for here
1: that there's an idea that Crab in the Barrel is really real because in the beginning it, they were only allow one of us token motherfuckers in the space really, so y'all? I was like no I wanna be there wait, I wanna I, shut and jive wait,
0: wait did y'all see that movie um uh ma- not Mama. It was that lady, um damn, what was that fucking movie? And she the hell? Ma. 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 It was movie, ma Ma That movie Ma, right? <laughs> but it's the girl Octavia Spencer from the Help. Okay. She was in the help. She... And so that shit was so funny because in the movie, not if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert, and it's also real late, you should have been seeing that shit. It's um like, But it's this movie them. and she was like picked on in high school, or whatever. So she goes after these people's kids, right? and she's like starts fucking with the people's kids so there was a black boy and i was like damn what's she gonna do to him because she like burned one kid she sold one bitch's lips shut so i was like what's she gonna do to the black kid she took the roller the paint roller and painted his ass white and said there could only be one of us in the group it's true. I was like, thank God all she did to him was paint him white. but Damn! But it's
3: so much He's gonna need some turpentine. He's
0: gonna need some well, turpentine
2: to get that shit. Be on. one of
1: right. Why is it like that? Like, I'm sorry, is it too much pop and melanin right here? We got right. too much swag for your office right.
2: And that's where the competition even comes in with immigrants versus African Americans. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we ain't got that many spots. Well, you okay? I think it's like this. I guess, in the mentality of immigrants, it's like we don't have that many spots. So and we already know that black Americans have a bad rep in the mm-hmm. US. So we already ha- like, okay, let's just knock them out. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just take that spot because they don't even got a good rep. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, like we should embrace each other. Yeah. A bit more.
0: Like, why can't we all just get along? Like Molly Ma said, remember Ma <laughs> Remember he said that. Why can't we all just get along? And it's crazy because I had a cab ride the other day and I I swear to God, after this I just stopped fucking talking. talking. To the cab drivers, so I was just like, "My name is Shade. And you like got to change quiet, your Uber
1: to say that you are. I your like a quiet. Here.
0: No, I don't do that. I just say I get in. I say my name is Shade, Make sure they got the address right, mm-hmm. and then I put in my headphones and I say I like a quiet ride because this man one night had the nerve, and then he wouldn't let me get out the car when he dropped me off. He's like, "Wait, wait, wait I gotta tell you something." Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm "Sorry, I gotta pee. Like, I gotta go home. Like, this conversation is over." But mm-hmm. I don't remember mm-hmm. exactly where um, in Africa he was from. We were having this conversation and he was saying something to the effect of like, yeah, like African-Americans basically like they ain't shit. They're the bottom of the totem pole. They lazy. They don't want to do shit. They don't want to work. And blah, 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 blah. And Africans are so great. Blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, sir, but you're a cab driver. No tea, no shade to that man. But I mean, the argument that you were making to say that's basically somebody ain't shit, but you're driving my cab and again that's a noble profession there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with it you getting out there you making your money you doing what you gotta do I'm Mm -hmm. never gonna knock nobody for making an honest living but how the fuck you gonna pop shit when sir I'm the one that you know is paying you for your services and you talking shit about my people so that really didn't sit with me too well but you know so now I just like a quiet ride (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know moral of the story is like I don't Ever in my life want to die before I touch down in Africa like I want to return to the motherland Yay. you know if the soil looks alright I might like fake kiss it like yes, you know, get down and like touch know. like get on my hands and knees <laughs> yes, and like touch it and like you know I'm mean, not gonna lie you know so I mean I just wish that we could all fucking get along I it's know it's all
2: this stuff is about choice mm-hmm. at the end of the day mindset to succeed Mm -hmm. a choice mindset to be unified a choice like Mm -hmm. you know I think the white community has definitely sought to bring us down so many times but if the black community would come together and lift each other up Mm -hmm. some more, I think it would be easier for us to fade that out. Yeah. But when the white man's Mm -hmm. discriminating against us, and Mm -hmm. then the black man, who's supposed to be my brother, is discriminating against me as well, it's Mm -hmm. like, well, we just out here doing what we have to do for ourselves. And that individual, like, that idea of being, like, an individual is what's causing, like, our downfall. Because we're all looking at each other as, like, separate entities Mm -hmm. versus Mm -hmm. as a unit. Yeah, but but
3: we... We are separate. I I say this. Get along, but we have our own cultural identity. Right, no, don't take that away from somebody. Not all Native Americans are the same. Mm -hmm. They have their own language, their own religious practice. However, they they unified. But I still want to preserve my identity as a, as a, as a, as a, a Haitian background, mm-hmm. right? The music,
0: the food, the, the food, Right, the but dance. it should be embraced,
2: not, yes. like, looked at as a bad thing. Like, oh, she's Haitian. and Like, it should be like, oh, she's yeah. Haitian. I want to know
0: more. I get along with Seeker so well, even though my daddy said, you know, he <laughs> you know, certain things to me. But he be joking. My daddy be popping a lot of shit, though, because, like, he'll say stuff like that. But then, like when I remember, like when the earthquake happened in Haiti, something bad happens. He's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. how's your friend? How's this person?" I'm like, Yeah, I thought you didn't like them." He's like, "We black, right? You know right. what I mean?" Like, I mean, he I can't might root pop
1: for, for shit. everybody black though. This I do so, no, because I'm not going to root
0: for Ben Carson. I'm not going to root for Omarosa. I'm not going to root for somebody. Who well, you know what? I root that on the they wait. Hold the on. I wake I root
3: that they wake the fuck up. I'm rooting mm-hmm. for that shit. How about? <laughs> yeah, but I agree. We should unify. Especially um, financially, mm-hmm. because you build stronger communities, etc. Mm-hmm. But 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 there are different groups, mm-hmm. and within blacks, we share complexion and some history, mm-hmm. but we do have our own identity. We are yes. not all the same.
0: We are because I'm Jamaican. I'm proud of it. You know, I remember when I moved down south to Georgia, people was like, L, you eat goat," and I was like, "ell you eat chitlins, ham hock, fat back." Listen, you can leave a little bit of culture. My people got alone, okay? I listen, I, but don't hate on me because I eat curry goat. Don't hate, y'all eat fucking chitlins. That's all the culture we got. The intestines of a fucking pig. And I don't bro. even eat that shit. I don't eat pork. Yeah, you I, don't. You don't eat pork. That's, that's but the I'm You're defending the thing. them, though. No, because here's the
1: thing. <laughs> that's the other thing. When we have conversations, I have conversations with other people, and I'm like, I get where you're coming from, but do you know what it feels like to not have a culture? I could go to Africa and not feel at home. Mm. I could go to Africa. There's no connection. And and they'll tell me, well, because I don't know. As far back as we've traced it, we literally traced our people to slaves. Mm-hmm. Like, we know who owned us. That's how far. After that, we can't trace it as much. Mm-hmm. As we, and I'm not giving my DNA to 23andMe. This is another nope. melanin. Hell no. Popping. I'm not yes. going go out here yes. he having me lack
0: in me and myself. Let me tell you something. Ain't yes, no. Henrietta okay. out. We are not talked about that, that in property. We talked about that. Yes. Mm-hmm. but Henrietta um, But, yeah, like, just to the effect of, you know, with... Us people, we're black. I identify as as a black person first, but I'd never ever want somebody to feel like I'm taking away or stripping away your culture because, you know, that's who you are. That's, you know, Mm -hmm. your your sense of pride. You know, it brings people together. And, you know, I, I, language. yeah, language, <laughs> you know, the, uh, the oh, yeah, Afro have, beats, the dancing and stuff. We all are saying, day, I know, can't I do them dances dance.
1: though. I cannot do them yes. dances. Y'all got the dancing of the African vernacular because we come up with some words. <laughs> yeah, y'all do. Our black Twitter, trust me, if it wasn't for African Americans, black Twitter would not be popping y'all. Mm-hmm. And you
3: know what's crazy too? wouldn't be popping if it wasn't for black Americans. Yeah. Thank
2: you. Literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all bring the flavor, the spice, everything. All the, the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Even
3: in Europe. Mm-hmm. They mimic Because African- we like
1: mm-hmm. how to make something from nothing. Because yeah. we were giving them
0: yes, hair yo, hops and chitlins. You didn't hear a you you burger boy shit. Talk about my nigga. Yeah. She Yeah. 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 Yes. can't do more than 30 seconds because then we would have to pay him. I learned that also <laughs> in properties.
1: I we don't Ghibli,
0: but we can't
1: in any way represent ourselves yet either. Mm-hmm. So we
0: gotta let low. Well, I know I fuck. I ain't cutting me no check to Burner Boy because Burner Boy got more money than me. I know that shit. So yeah, he, he but... gonna get less than 30 seconds. But <laughs> speaking of Afro Beast, Burner oh, Boy, all God. the dances, I want to just put this out there. You know, in the 90s, it was all about Reggae. Okay. 90s. And then. It, and even in the 2000s, remember Sean Paul came through? Just give me the line. Like, that was the yeah. shit. Like, you know, Jamaicans were so yes. proud. I mean, now we got spice. I love me some motherfucking spice. When Sean right? Paul came out, a bunch of my friends was like, he's not even Jamaican. He is Jamaican. He is Jamaican. No, they
1: Jamaican. didn't. But no, they knew. But it was like, they've never seen the life skin. Swear to God. Okay. that was sitting around First about, of all, wait, we just got say, all I, types of Jamaicans. There's
0: Chinese, Jamaican, Jamaicans, Indian, Indian Jamaicans. Jamaicans. We got black. I, yeah. Jamaicans and in Jamaica we see my daddy compare, said that Jamaicans <laughs> don't play that shit and there's no racism in Jamaica it's it's um, classism, but it's no racism because we will breed your ass the fuck out. Like you gonna have no, mixed children. No, there's racism in Jamaica. Said, let me call no, that no that I'm telling you, it. we gonna have you, you gonna have be to bred, bred out. You're going to be bred all, out. you are going to be bred out just looking at this. going like let is, them go.
3: I'm I got the There is a Chinese community, Chinese Jamaican <laughs> community in Jamaica. They're very xenophobic. They're racist. That's not true. Indian Jamaicans usually stick with themselves. That's why they still have Indian Jamaicans. Not really.
0: Most people are mixed. You have to do the research. I'm telling you, listen, I'm telling you what my father said, who was born in Jamaica. Now, listen, granted, my father father left. Hold on. Hold on. Now, I. Was born here in America.
3: Yes. But my
0: father was born in Jamaica. He does not know the facts. And I'm going to listen to what my father said. Let me
2: tell oh, you. my mother Excuse said Jesus
3: me. is real. Therefore, Jesus is real. Oh, Excuse I'm, I'm me. That Hold it. on. Let I'm me say Jesus. my
2: piece. I like Jesus. Let me Y'all say my right piece.
0: You. My father grew up in Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> Jamaica and he grew up <laughs> in <with> an <laughs> affluent community. And my father <laughs> had neighbors, and his neighbors were Indian. And my grandmother would say, Do not play with those children. They are poor. They have lice. Don't play with them, and they were Indian, and my father was black, and my father, and, and where he was, he was of a better social status. But there and is so, racism. But I hold on. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying it's a hundred percent. Don't exist. That it was classism, because Grandma said, but it was it's more. more classism. No, there is no. I understand what you're saying. In Jamaica
3: and Guyana okay. and Trinidad, okay. okay, and Haiti, okay. There's, there's racism. Okay, the but it's not like it
0: is in the U.S. And it's no, more based off. She's of he does
3: a class
0: not the system. I'm, ta- I'm not talking about Guyana. Guyana I'm not Jamaica. talking about Trinidad. I'm not talking. I'm talking too. about Jamaica, and I'm talking about what my father told me and what his experience was. You cannot take away someone's experience, although you may, disagree with, racism, saying, although you may disagree with what I am saying. Although you may disagree with what I am saying. I'm letting you know uh-huh. the Jamaica is a country that is predominantly black, and the whole time,
3: okay, let me ask it a question. It is
0: predominantly black country, a and most people that you will see who are in power, they are who mixed. A lot of the they're businesses. mixed. They're not pure. They're mixed. They're we not pure. A lot of the
3: businesses in They're Jamaica. a lot of Chinese, but that's now that China is going there that's and buying now. it now. The Chinese moved to Jamaica way before. They've always they, been so there. They, you, well, what did, did, you, what did you
0: Google? Tell me colonized. what you Google because I think you this Googled it, and you Googled, Googled I didn't Google and Google. Okay, current events. My father came to Jamaica from a Jamaica in the 70s. I'm telling you about his experience growing up as a child. So no, neither you nor I were alive in the 70s. So therefore when i'm telling you something that my father experienced right. that when he grew up and his life and you can't take that away i not from him sad, but i know so what you're system googling system now in, in in 2020 i didn't google in 2020 okay i said it's Since more it's based 90, on classism just like that's like saying in classism. haiti oh there's racism the majority of the people are black So there may be an element of it, but it's really based on money. It's
3: based on class. It's not only based on class. It's also based on racism. Chinese Jamaicans are xenophobic. They are in Jamaica way before... And so are
0: Caribbean blacks xenophobic. So are African blacks xenophobic. So are African Americans xenophobic. xenophobic, Which is why we're having this conversation in the first place about about the diaspora wars. You
3: said there's no racism in Jamaica and I am telling you that is not true. Those are the words that my
0: father used. I understand.
3: I'm not using your father's words. I'm just telling you the facts, right? For example, if you still have an Indian community in Jamaica, why do you think you still have an Indian community in Jamaica? I don't know any. The only Indians I know,
0: they're mixed. Those are the only Indians I know. They're not pure. Yeah, They're not pure. I don't know any. I don't know any. There is. When you think of a Jamaican, you think of a black person that is the first thing that comes to your mind a Jamaican is a black person and what my father is saying is it's not like it is here in America where it's so taboo for people to intertwine and to and to breed with each other in Jamaica what he is saying is People will breed you the fuck out because they don't want you sitting there saying you're better, you're Chinese, you're better. They'll fucking breed you. Right. And that's and that's what my father was saying. They don't really play that racism thing. It's not a huge factor. Yes, it's a factor, but it's not the number one thing. Here is in America, colorism? here in of uh, course, colorism everywhere over, yeah. over the black diaspora, over the African diaspora. It's colorism everywhere, but what my father is saying, it's not a big thing. Like it's my father when he came to this country, that's when he's understanding oh you're black when my grandfather came to this country and my grandpa again my grandpa was born in the 1920s so my grandpa came to this country he got on the bus and it was in the south and he was sitting in the front of the bus and the he the police they stopped the bus the police told him to get off the bus and they he said where are you from my grandpa was like there he's Jamaican he was working at the time in um The for Canadian like the trains like the whatever he was like a cook on the trains or whatever. I have to get more clarification from my father if he wasn't in the military, but I think he worked like on the the trains and he was a cook. And they happened to be in the U.S. at that time, and they literally picked took him off. They didn't. They didn't. They did not. treat my grandfather like a black American because they realize like you're not from this country you have Mm -hmm. an accent like all this stuff he was like okay well here in America like you're not allowed to sit on the front of the bus Mm -hmm. and he just picked him up and dropped him off like somewhere in the black in the ghetto and my father didn't really understand a concept of, of blackness it's not stressed the way it is stressed here in the United States it's about your money it's about class Right. That's what it's about. It's it's about, yeah, there's colorism. Yeah, there is an element of racism. But when you have a country that the, the majority of the people are black, and majority I have Chinese Jamaicans in my family, I have Asian, I have um Indians in my family, but they're mixed, they're not pure Asian anymore, they're not pure Indian anymore. They have black in them. That's why, even like in Trinidad, you'll see like in Guyana, there's a lot more racism. It's one in diala then the indian gaiany there's a lot more racism in Guyana than there is in Trinidad. That's why in Trinidad, even if you look at Trinidadians, you can look at them. You can see that they're not 100% like pure mm-hmm. African from the diaspora. They're a little mixed
3: up. In Indians in, in uh, Trinidad also do not want to be mixed but with Blacks. Well. I understand, but I'm just saying,
0: I know from my experience, I would rather, I know that Trinidadians are not as racist as Guyanese people are. Guyanese, they don't really mix at all all like you're black you're black you're Indian you're Indian they're very separate but in Trinidad they're more likely I I know more friends who are Douglas you're gonna run across more Douglas in Trinidad and a Douglas is a person who is half Indian half black you're gonna run across more of them in Trinidad mm-hmm. than you will ever see in Guyana because they're just so separate and race is a huge issue in Guyana because mm-hmm. of their history and because there's a whole thing like when black people took power And they were like taxing Indian people's food. Although I'm not going to get into all of that, and I'm not saying racism is always an issue. When your skin is black, it's black, and everyone can see it. So I'm not trying to ever downplay race, but what I am trying to say is it's more about class, and that was what my father told me. Now I don't know. I haven't. I don't know what's going on in Jamaica right now, 2020. I don't know. It
3: has nothing to do with 2020. Chinese people have been living in Jamaica for a very long time. I don't. I don't remember. What year they moved there? But they moved, they moved there. I think under the British colonization, a little bit after to work, and they end up owning businesses, just like in Guyana, the same thing when they brought Indians into Guyana. This is almost kind of like the same history. And I know that a lot of Chinese Jamaicans do not want to be mixed with blacks, hmm. Lots of just like not here in true. the United States. Most. Chinese people would not want to get to be mixed with blacks. They stick to their own their own people. They do the same thing in Jamaica. Right. I get
0: what you're saying. And I grew but... up in
3: Miami, Kendall. anyone who knows that, there's a lot of Chinese Jamaicans and they didn't even want their kids to talk to other black people. They want mm-hmm. that culture into Miami also. Right. I think essentially like
2: what both of you guys are saying is in our subcultures, there's also a sense of hierarchy, which is like the which is the main topic kinda of, that you were talking about today like there's mm-hmm. hierarchy, whether it's based on class whether there's based on color race um, mixing of races and things like that like in Nigeria, there's also a sense of hierarchy based on tribe. Like, we've all broken down a way of making one group feel superior to the other. I don't I, I don't don't think that's, that's natural for us, though. I think that was something that was, in, that was in,
1: put on us. By being colonized by being enslaved by having all the, Because let's be real Yes I know that there's tribes For example Watch the Shaka Zulu There was tribes Yes they was at war But guess what We didn't kill our prisoners of war You indoctrinated them Into your tribe Then you just Essentially Breed them, them out. Into the tribe There was no killing of anybody There really wasn't no enslavement. You were brought in You had this option I mean if they did kill them, no, you No there was like,
3: slavery in Africa
1: But it
0: wasn't to the extent In how we get
3: that, down that's what they like slavery, to right? That's how
1: they like
0: to say Because I mean If you're a prisoner of war no, Yeah I would come I would more. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even use the word slavery just because I want to be very careful because I would give certain. People if you an are excuse a prisoner of war, an excuse. So I want to be careful just because I don't want to give people who lack melanin an excuse to justify. Yeah, their action, which is what they do. Which is what they love so to do. If you came into the somebody's tribal of area and turned the fuck out and lost that war, you are not enslaved. Now you're a prisoner of war, and they have every right no, to choose. And, and part of the tactic, of part of the tactic, is to. Marry off the woman, have children because now you're part of my tribe. it's the same thing that the Spaniards used to do. Like, you will see that Spaniards mixed more with the people that they conquered, it was part of their tactic For when example, they conquered. Whereas the British wouldn't do that. The British in would, the time of the butterfly show, you how the Dominican Republic literally ran out of the way to get rid of all
1: the dark skinned people, They they literally bred those who came from Spain and etc., span you know, came over. And it was trying to breathe out the dark, the black. So better their race, as they say. Watch. In the time of the butterflies, it shows you how there was a conscious effort from the Dominican Republic to breathe out any darkness. Wow. And I wouldn't say that it's slavery, but they treated those people horribly. And they came over, they put in work and all that. But it was like a conscious effort of averse of assimilation, trying to get what you don't consider yeah. worth it out. Of yeah, the because they
0: have a saying in the Hispanic culture is to better my race. It's better to marry a white person or a light person so that you better the race. Um, no disrespect, not culture, no disrespect, culture, but just culture. keep in mind, I have melanin that protects me from the sun. The sun I don't gives think this it's as prevalent. Life. I think, because remember we talked about this, about black women feel disloyal when they mm. when they leave. So, yes, there are people who literally sought out a mate because I want mixed babies and all this, this, you, that, you and the right. third. There's black people who do, do it, but I don't feel weird. it's... um more of a norm because you will be called out. I, think I feel like you'll be called American out for thing. it. To no. Well, I don't I think so. I feel, like,
3: I feel like that's a black American. It's a black thing. No. I feel like um, more black Americans feel like they need to be loyal to their Oh, I thought oh, absolutely. I you didn't. Oh, no. I, I mean.
0: thought you... I a whole yeah. Oh, like, okay. I, you're right. You're right. Because I thought you were saying it's a black American thing to want
2: mixed babies. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I do think some black women... Yes, I've heard ...did them. want... They're definitely... Have, they, for, especially dark-skinned women, they used to say, I want to have a mixed child because I don't want my child to go through what I went through in terms of like... Colorism is just
0: being- It's a lot of it is reactive.
2: I right. think I <laughs> how you grew up.
0: Right. I think a lot of times like people are the way they are because they're reacting. Yes. I know a huge part of the reason I am the way I am is because I'm reacting to shit. Like I just wish that I could just live my life and not have to think about happy. all this fucking shit, but I'm constantly <laughs> fucking reacting. I just Literally. wanna exist. White people don't understand that privilege that they have. That's, that, must so exact, that. that must be an amazing feeling. That must be an amazing feeling. to just
2: automatically be at the top. Yeah. And, and the, just the is it actively working against you? Don't you. I don't really have to be,
0: be a representative of anything. I'm a fucking individual. Right? So white people can, if if I, I wanna... they can speak for themselves. But let one of us people of color
1: talk and all of a sudden now we speak for all the black people. Oh, and that's not how this works. You speak you know, for I all is. the black people. I can't speak for right everybody.
2: Damn, in I, in I just want to be
0: selfish and just think about me right
2: but you're representing the black community at all times and then they
1: give that to all of us who are black like, it, whenever it's just four of us in the room and something comes up that has to do with the black culture all have or some they just look
0: remember I Secure <laughs> with um, uh, Issa she was like uh, the co-worker asked us and she, and she was like no I don't know what that means She's like, I do know what the fuck that shit means. But you're going to stop calling me and
2: expecting me to be that voice for black culture because I'm not the representative. Like, why do I have to... Just be at the top at all times. Another time, this is a conversation for another time. But we always have to be at the top. Like we can never really fail. We can never really. I can't fail.
0: just be me. Right. I can't have a bad day.
2: You can't. I can't
0: be upset because I'm being an angry, black woman. But you know what? Shout out to Megan Thee Stallion because because she got this fucking song called "Bitch," and I'm just saying I'd rather be a b i t c h because that's what you gonna call me when I'm tripping anyway. Yes, we and I'm girl. just saying because. At the end of the day, like, it's just so much pressure. It's yeah. so hard to be black. I just want to be Sade. Why well, so gotta woman, have all these fucking layers? I like it's really hard to be it's a black person so It's so much. I'm it's over so it. I'm over it. And it's a wrap, folks. That was a lovely, lovely episode of Bar Study Podcast, where we discuss love, law, libations.
1: You can catch us on Instagram at Bar Study Podcast.
0: And our email is barstudypodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow me at com. And remember, folks, we do
3: not give out legal advice. Good night.